you can and just love people and 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 you know and and when when we get there you know God will judge you on your goodness God will judge you no he won't no he won't the Bible says that we will be judged by the word what the word says now here's the reason I'm going through all this God is just God will not violate his justice and when, when Adam gave away the authority that God had, had, had legally given him, and Adam gave it away, or Adam lost it, or the devil stole it, however you want to look at it, God did not just come back into the earth and take it back. Because he has to operate through the channels of justice. There had to be a just way for that authority to come back. God is not a usurper. It didn't bother the devil to lie and cheat to get the authority, but God's not going to violate his word to do something. Even if it will even if it will seem right. Is that right? You've heard people say things like this before. Well, you know, uh uh yeah, I I told that untruth, but I did it so I wouldn't hurt him. So you're saying you lied for a good reason. That's unjust. It doesn't fit. And so when Jesus came into the earth and gave man back the authority that Adam lost, see, Adam's, Adam's treason made God an outsider on the earth he created. Jesus' obedience gave God a standing in the earth He created. A right to operate in the earth that He created. But He must operate through channels. God is not doing in the earth whatever He wants. He's doing what He wants through people that understand their authority. That's, that's the channel that God operates through. And that's why people will say, well, you know, uh, uh, God will just take care of that if I exercise my authority. But he said, just cast all your cares on him. He said, first of all, submit yourself to God. Humble yourself. Cast all your care on him because he cares for you. In other words, don't carry the care around. Cast it onto the Lord because He cares about you. And Jesus said here that what we have to do is we have to bind it or we have to loose it. And what we bind, God says, okay, that's bound. What we loose, God says it's loosed. Amen? Hallelujah. Now, Let's look over here in uh, Mark 11. And I didn't get much farther past this today. We had read Matthew 21, but I, I wanted to get back over here because we got to go to Matthew 8 in a little bit. Mark 11, and uh, of course, verse 23. Jesus said, truly I say to you, that whosoever shall say to this mountain, be removed, be cast in the sea, 
and shall not doubt in his heart, but believe, in those heart, but believe that those things which he saith come to pass, he'll have whatsoever he says. Now notice, whosoever will say. That's where the victory is won or lost. Whosoever will say. Whosoever will say. Whatever you bind, whatever you lose. And notice what he said. You say to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea. I've got to tell it what to do. Right? Religion sings songs like, Lord, don't move the mountain, just give me the strength to climb. But it's not what the scripture says. Amen. And then they'll sing songs about how God is a mountain mover. It's not what the scripture says. Scripture says when you have the faith of God, verse uh, uh, 22, the King James says have faith in God. All their Greek manuscripts says have the faith of God or the God kind of faith. Have God's faith. What does God's faith do? Speaks to the mountain and tells it what to do. Is that right? And notice what it says. It says you tell the mountain to be removed and tell it where to go. Tell it to be cast into the sea. And if you believe in your heart and don't doubt, you know what it says? You'll have whatever you say. Now people will say that's the power of words. It is the power of words. The power of authority that we've been given and we can exercise in our words. Hallelujah. Do do you see that? So you tell it what to do. Remember we talked about Jesus and and we can read it right here in Mark 11 and uh, verse 13. Seeing a fig tree far off having leaves he came. If perhaps he might find anything on it. And he came and found nothing but leaves. The time of figs wasn't yet. And Jesus answered and said unto it. No man eat fruit of you hereafter forever. Matthew, Matthew says. He said that nobody will eat fruit of you ever again. And Matthew says presently the fig tree withered and died. Mark says they came back the next morning. And it was dried up from the roots. Now why is that important? Because he said you can tell the mountain what to do. And, and, he, and he gave us an example and demonstrated it by speaking to the tree and telling it that nobody will eat fruit of you hereafter forever. That wasn't a Jesus trick. Because in Matthew, they, they, were, they marveled at that. And he said, if you had faith, you'd do the same thing. See, it's not an issue like the world says, well, it didn't happen. You must not have had faith. I'm, I'm more convinced about this, more and more. That a lot of times it's a lack of exercise in our authority. Now, I'm, I'm not talking about any, your situation or, or anybody's situation. I'm not, I'm not trying to say that somebody didn't do what they should have done. I'm saying I've learned and I, I think I've seen as a pastor that more often than not, it's that people are not aware of their authority and they don't exercise it. 
Jesus spoke to that tree and said, no man eat fruit of you hereafter forever. And that tree withered. That tree died from the roots up. And then he told the disciples, he said, if anyone, if anyone, whosoever will say, now think about that. Why is that such a problem? Why, why would he have to say, hey guys, whoever will dare say. Because how many times have you heard, you really believe, you really believe you can have what you say? I don't believe in all that speaking stuff. People that say, <laughs> that don't believe we can have what we say, have no revelation of their authority. Amen. I've had people come say, well, I'm not having what I say. Yes, you are. You're having what you say. I heard Charles Capp say one time, somebody came and said, uh, 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 you know, well, it's not working. And he said, well, how, many, how often do you say that? And they said, well, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't believe that I can, I can have what I say. It's not getting better. And he said, well, how often do you say that? And he said, He's, you're having what you say. If, if you were believing then even while it was not looking like it was getting better, it'd be getting better. What you're saying, what you have been saying, is working for you right now. Right? You may not see the physical, tangible results yet, but if you have said it, Jesus said that the mountain was moving, Jesus said you would have what you say. Jesus said what you bind is bound and what you loose is loose. Now submit to that. I spoke to that mountain. The mountain moved. What do you mean the mountain moved? It's still there. No, Jesus said it moved. Jesus said it was removed. Yeah, but I still see it. Yeah, but Jesus said it was removed. Hallelujah. Remember, you know, you know how you'll fight for what you believe? Amen. If, if you're in here and you're believing for the tangible, physical seeing of all your kids in the kingdom, nobody can convince you your kids aren't saved. Nobody. Nobody can convince you of that. Nobody can convince you your family isn't saved. Why? You have received them. You have received them in the kingdom of God. You know that, G, that, that the Father said, I'll contend with them that contend with you and I'll save your children. You know that the Bible says that your children will grow up around your people like olive plants. That one of them will call upon the name of the Lord and they'll come into the kingdom. You know the Bible says that. And you've claimed that. You received it. You have it. Nobody can convince you that's not going to happen. And when you talk about them, you talk about them like they're saved. You talk about them like they're following the plan of God for their life. Right? Because you know it. You got to do the same thing about everything. This is how it is. Jesus said, if I spoke to the mountain, the mountain would move. See, to do anything else is to not only question the word of God, it's to question the authority that you've been given. Jesus, notice what he didn't say. He didn't say, Whosoever will say this mountain be removed, be cast in the sea, and will not doubt in his heart, believe those things that he says shall come to pass, and God will move that mountain for him. It said he'll have whatever he says. Think about that. You are invested 
with such a great amount of authority that you will have whatever you say. Amen. You'll have whatever you say. So, so when you say, that's not running in my family anymore. Your days are done. Amen. Right? Then what happens? You have it. Why? Because you said it. See, it's not just words. It's authority in words. Every man... And woman, saved or unsaved, has, has the ability of the authority of words because God gave it to mankind. Now, right? We've been invested with the Spirit of God. Every unbeliever you know is having what they say whether they believe it or not. And that's why you'll get people that'll get a hold of some of these truths and they're not even born again, but they have what they call daily affirmations and they're talking good about themselves. And hey, you're good looking and you're strong and, and, and you're wise and right. And, and you know, and isn't it amazing? They get what they say. Why? Because number one, it's a biblical principle. Number two, God gave man the authority of words. But he gave his kingdom, his church, the authority of words to rule and reign in the earth. Unsaved men and women, ever how positive they are and ever how many affirmations they have, they are ruled and reigned over by the overlord Satan. You and I have been brought out from under his dominion and put into the kingdom of the Son of God's love, Jesus Christ, and we exercise and rule and reign in kingdom authority on the earth over all the power of the enemy. Whatever we say, is what we get. I remember I, was talk, I would talk with a guy one time and he would constantly talk to me about how bad things were. And finally I got to where I'd just say, if you say so. And he'd just look at me. He'd say, you don't have anything else to say? No, I don't. If you say so, that's how it's going to go. See, it's not just negative and positive. You don't want to speak negative words. But why do you not want to speak negative words? Because you possess the authority to bring those negative things to you. Your spirit does not understand or know the difference between you wanting something and not wanting it. Amen. If you say all the time, I just have splitting headaches. I just have splitting headaches. These headaches just won't go away. I have headaches every day. Every other day I get a headache. If I overwork, I get a headache. Well, your spirit doesn't understand why you want headaches. But whatever in your body, hear what I'm saying. Whatever in your body is causing that malfunction will get empowered by your words. Because people say, well, words don't cause headaches. What causes the headache will be, will, will be magnified because of what you say. I have authority over headaches. 
I have authority over fevers. Jesus rebuked the fever and it left Peter's mother-in-law. Is that right? Now this may seem elementary to us, but it's, it's laying the groundwork for our authority. If you're not willing to say, you'll never have. And if you're not willing to change what you say, you'll keep having what you have. I got, I got to be willing to change it. I got to be willing to talk to things. I got to be willing to talk to my body, talk to my finances, talk to my family. Amen. When you as a dad and you stand up and you say, look, I don't know what's going on in the world uh, with everybody else, but as for me and my house, we're going to serve God. You've just made a statement of what you believe is going to happen. Oh, hallelujah. Saying is evidence that I believe I have authority. Have you ever been in a situation where you didn't have any authority so you didn't say anything? I've been there because I didn't have any authority. I didn't have, I believe, any authority to say anything. But when I've got authority, I say. Right? Well, you've been given authority, so say. How's it going to go? You say. This is how it's going to go. This is how it's going to end up. Right? Oh, glory. Now notice this. Faith and authority are inseparable. They're inseparable. Matthew chapter 8. I was talking to somebody one time. They said, Pastor, I just don't know how things are going to go. I said, they're going to go the way you say. That's important. I, I, had, I, had, I had to learn that. I, I, and, and I know, you know, people can say we're just talking about words or whatever. But I had to learn that. The Lord had to help me. I, I, was, I was the world's worst at talking about what I didn't know, what I didn't understand, uh, whatever. If, you know, I was constantly saying those things. And the Lord said to me one time, He said, there's three things I never want you to say again. I can't, I don't understand. Amen? I can't, I don't understand. I can't, I don't understand. Right? He said, never say that again. And I don't know was the third one. I can't, I don't understand, and I don't know. And people will say, well, what if I don't know? You can find out. Think about those scriptures. The scriptures that, 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 that say, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask God that gives to all men liberally and upbraids not, and it will be given to him. So how can I ever say I'm without knowledge when the Bible says, that if I ask God, He'll give me His wisdom. I put myself at a deficit when I don't exercise the authority of my words. Amen. So somebody will say, well, what are we going to do here? And I won't say, I don't know. I say, I will find out. We'll figure it out. We'll get the answer. And I've had people say, boy, you're a really positive person. No. I'm going to exercise my authority. When I say, I don't know, I've just, I've just put an end to that. I've just told, I've just set it up that I don't know. 
And I've had people say, well, I don't know. If I don't know, I don't know. But you can find out. Matthew 8 and verse 5. Notice this. When Jesus entered into Capernaum, there came unto him a centurion beseeching him, saying, Lord, my servant lies at home, sick of the palsy, grievously tormented. And Jesus said to him, I will come and heal him. And the centurion answered and said, Lord, I'm not worthy that you should come under my roof, but speak, notice, the word only, and my servant shall be healed. Now, people will say, well, of course, he was talking to Jesus. You know, Jesus spoke the word. You have a whole book full of words that Jesus spoke. It's, it's not just that Jesus spoke this word. He's talking to Jesus in that situation, in that context, and he says, speak the word only, and my servant will be healed. And notice the next verse, for, speak the word only, and my servant will be healed. For, we could say, because. He's about to explain something. I am a man under authority. Is that what he said? Having soldiers under me. Now let's emphasize this. And I say. And I say. To this one. Go. I say. Now notice. It, it, it can seem elementary. So there's a, a man standing there, a soldier standing there, and this centurion wants him to go do something, and he turns to that soldier and he says, go. He didn't pick him up and move him over here. What moved him in that direction? The word, go. See, we respond to words every day. When your employer comes to your desk or comes to wherever you're working and, and has something for you to do and they say, I need you to do this today. You say, okay, yes, ma'am, yes, sir, whatever it is. You responded to their words. They didn't make you do that. They spoke words to you and asked you to do it. And those words contained their authority. If somebody came and said, why are you doing that? You would say, because the boss asked me to. The boss told me to. They said to do this. I say to this one, go, and he goes. I say to this man, go, and he goes. I say to another, come, and he comes. I say to this one, do this, and he does it. I say, I say, I say. And he said, you say the word. You speak the word only because I understand how saying works. And you have authority over this sickness. And if you say it, it'll happen because I understand how authority is conveyed. Oh, hallelujah. Do, do you see this? He understood authority was conveyed through his words. He knew if his authority was conveyed through his words, then Jesus' authority was conveyed through his words. 
He said, speak the word only. The word, the, that word there in the Greek means the decree, the mandate. I like this, or the order. Just speak the decree. Give us the mandate. Give us the order. And, and that's how it will be. Speak the word. Notice, here's the faith part. And my servant will be healed. But notice what came first. Notice what came first. Authority. And my servant will be healed. Here, here's the authority. Speak to the mountain. Here's the faith. And I believe it will move. If you say, here's the faith, I'll have whatever I say. How can you put faith in something you haven't done? How can you believe the mountain has moved if you haven't spoke to the mountain? How can you believe you're healed if you've not called yourself healed? How can you believe that you're blessed if you haven't called yourself blessed? You can't. It's impossible. Well, I see it in the Word. That... Seeing it in the Word means little or nothing until you're ready to say about you what the Word says. If you're not willing to call yourself what God called you, what God called you will stay in the Word and it'll never show up in your life. I got to call it the way God calls it. When God called things that be not, Romans chapter 4, when God called things that be not as though they were, He came to Abraham in, in Genesis 19 and He said, I have made you a father of many nations. That's the first time God ever said that to him. I have made you a father of many nations. And then He changed Abram's name to Abraham and Abraham started calling himself, started calling himself, started calling himself, started calling himself what God called him. And when Abraham, Abram started calling himself Abram, it was just a little under a year later, he had a son. <laughs> because what God called them, they agreed with what God said, and they started saying what God said. <laughs> And when God says you're the father of many nations, it doesn't matter how dead your body is or how dead the body of your wife is, the word of God, because you give it authority to operate in your life, will begin to renew you. And Sarah became so renewed that she had a child when she was in her 90s. Why? Because... She called herself what God said. You say, and this one goes. You say, and this one comes. You say, do this, and, and he does it. So when you say to the mountain, the mountain moves. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. Then notice this. Matthew 8, 13. Am I helping you? And Jesus said, notice, that maybe it's just the Holy Spirit emphasizing this to me. And Jesus said, go your way. And as you have believed. Now stop right there and think about this. What did he believe? That if Jesus would say it. What did Jesus say you needed to believe? What you said. Is that right? As you have believed, what did he believe? What Jesus said. What are you supposed to believe? What you say. Yeah. 
See, they, they go together, believing and speaking. Uh, 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 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 18. We have in the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I have believed, therefore have I spoken. We also believe, therefore speak. If I'm believing, I'm speaking. And if I'm speaking, I need to be speaking what I'm believing. Go your way, and as you have believed, be it done unto you. And his servant was healed in that self-same day, that self-same hour. Is that right? That is the release of Jesus' authority. Notice, you can read this. He was going to come to the house and heal him. Is that what he said? Now think about that. This is in the Bible for more than just a story. It's an illustration. It's telling us how to do something. There there are people that sing this song. Pass me not, O gentle Savior. Like he's going to pass you up. Right? Or how about this? Reach out and touch the Lord. As he goes by, you'll find he's not too busy to hear your heart's cry. He's passing by this moment your needs to supply. Reach out. That's not even in the Bible. But we'll sing it. Or standing somewhere in the shadows, you'll find Jesus. He's the only one that knows or understands. Standing somewhere in the shadows, you will find him, and you'll know him by the nail prints in his hands. I can't see the nail prints in the shadows. Jesus is not in the shadows. That makes Jesus seem like a stalker. He's not sitting back in the, in the shadows. That's not what he's doing. He's in the light. The light's in him. We're in the light. Now, I just say that. I hope I didn't hit any of your songs. But here's, here's, here's the thing. He's not going to pass you by. We are not reaching out and touching the hem of His garment. That's not what we do. Jesus said, I will come and heal Him. I will come to your house. I will physically touch Him. And the man said, I'm not worthy I'm a Gentile. I'm I'm not worthy that you should come to my house. Here's what do. Speak the word only. Just speak the word. Here's why. Because I know how authority works. I mean, your touch is wonderful, but the same power that's in your touch is in your command to be healed. In other words, he knew that as a man that was set under authority and operated authority, my words carry the same authority as the person carries. The words of Jesus carried the same anointing, the same power, the same healing virtue that the man Jesus carried. You can't separate yourself from your word. And when you speak the word, the authority, the power of the word goes into that situation and moves the mountain. So he said, I believe that what you say will happen. Jesus said, we got to believe what we say happen. Amen. How do I know you're going to overcome? Because the Bible says, thanks be to God that always 
causes us to triumph. Is that what it says? It's what it says. Well, Pastor, how do you know we're going to come out of this? Because the Bible says when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against him. How how do you know the word's going to change this situation? Because Jeremiah said, Is not my word like a fire and like a hammer? And it breaks into pieces the rock of most stubborn resistance. It'll break it. It'll shatter it. When you're speaking the word, it's like a fire that burns up the chaff on the wheat. It's like a rock, that a, a hammer that breaks a rock in pieces. Right now, that circumstance, that situation is going away because you told it to. Amen. We have to believe that when we open our mouths, we're releasing authority. There's a saying that I really don't like, but you'll hear people say it. They'll say something, and somebody will go, huh? And they'll go, I'm just saying I'm never just saying. I'm never just saying. You're never just saying. If you're saying, something's changing. I say, if you're saying, something's changing. Because you're saying it. And when somebody says, how do you know that's going to happen? Because I said so. I said so. Right? I say what the Word says, and I get what the Word says. Why? Because I said it. God, and I've got to close, I know, but, but God cannot just take something out of the Word and give it to you without you saying it. Now, I don't have time. This is in a future message. But how many times you can read in the Bible? Remember two blind men came to Jesus? Blind men. Can't see. (laughs) Blind. And Jesus said, uh, what do you want me to do for you? Right? I mean, I don't know about you, but I'd be like, can you see? Why, why, did he, why, did he, why did he do that? He said, whatever you ask. Why didn't he just heal them? People say, well, he healed multitudes and didn't ask them. But they were there of their own cognizance. They were there of their own volition. The Bible says they were there to hear and to be healed. They came for a reason. They exercised some level of faith. And he healed them all. But how many times? How many times? Blind Bartimaeus. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Right? Begging by the wayside. You you can tell me Jesus didn't see him when he walked by him? Didn't hear him? He heard him. Because he said he stopped and turned around and said, bring him to me. And Bartimaeus comes and Jesus says, what do you want me to do for you? Lord, that I might receive my sight. What did he do? Healed him. But he had to say something. 
Remember in church we used to, 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 to have testimony service and, or a prayer request, and somebody inevitably would raise their hand. Yes, sister, what's your request? Special unspoken request. Unspoken. Unspoken. I don't know if any of them unspoken prayers got an answer. How can we agree with you? Lord, we agree with our sister or our brother about what they didn't say. Right? Amen. Somebody says, I want you to agree with me about something. What are we agreeing about? Uh, I'm not going to tell you. How can I agree? I can't. If any two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything, right, that you say, it'll be done for you. So important. That is so important. And over and over again, you see that. Jesus, who had all authority in heaven and earth, Jesus, who was God in the flesh, Jesus, right, who healed the lame, opened blind eyes, raised the dead, still would ask people, what do you want me to do for you? And when you read the healing ministry of Jesus, you see that more often than not. That Jesus asked, what do you want me to do for you? Because there's something about you saying it. I say something. It's a release of your authority. It's a release of your faith. Amen. Remember the leper that came to Jesus and he stood afar off and he called to Jesus and he said, Jesus, if you, if you will heal me, I know, I know you can if you will. I know you can if you will. So it wasn't a question of his ability. It was a question of his willingness. He would have never known Jesus was willing if he hadn't asked. He could have sat there with leprosy and said, I don't know if he wants to or not. But he, he asked. And Jesus said, I'm desiring it with all my heart. When you start saying and you start exercising your authority, you'll begin to see God and, and understand how much God really wants to do for you. But he just needs me to say it. He just needs me to declare it. Amen. Hallelujah. Because I have the authority.